You are listening to Untitled Theater Company Number 61's audio drama production of Iphigenia in Aulis, a five-part presentation of the play by Euripides. I am Edward Einhorn, the adapter and director. If you enjoy our program, please contribute by texting UTC61 to 44321 and follow the link, or visit our website, untitledtheater.com. You can also find information there about the graphic novel slash script hybrid of the text with art by Eric Schanauer, published by Image Comics. The book and this podcast were created to be enjoyed in combination, though they can also be experienced separately. This episode includes Scene 3 and Chorus 3. But But hail! hail, Oh, Oh, hail! hail. It is the Princess Iphigenia and her mother, Nestra, daughter of Tyndarius. What a noble ancestry they have! How high they have risen in fortune! The wealthy seem like gods to common women like ourselves. Women of Chalcis, let us guide this great queen down from her chariot. Let us lead her with gentle hands, so she and her daughter may descend without fear. Daughter of Agamemnon, we are strangers here, like you. Do not be frightened. Here is good fortune to be greeted with such kindness. An auspicious beginning for a young woman about to be married. Please be careful with the gifts I have brought for my daughter's dowry. My child, step cautiously. The maidens here will help you down. Someone see to the horses. They grow fearful without soothing. Might one of you give me your hand so I can descend with some grace? Oh, but hold the baby first. He is Orestes, Agamemnon's son. Look, he is asleep. Lulled by the movement of the chariot. Wake up, my darling prince. It is your sister's wedding day. You will have a new brother today, the son of a sea nymph. Stand next to me, Iphigenia, so these strangers can see how happy we are together. Look, it is your father. Do not be angry with me, mother. I must hold him first. Oh, father! I have so yearned to see you again that I must outrun everyone in order to embrace you. Of course you may. Of all our children, you love your father the most. I am so glad to see you, father. How long it has been. Yes. Your words speak for me, too. Thank you, father. You were so clever to bring me here to you. As for that, I cannot say one way or the other. You say you are happy, but you look so upset. I have many things on my mind, as kings and generals do. Think about your daughter, not your worries. I am thinking only of you. Then smile. Stop knitting up your brow and smile. (laughs) You cannot imagine how I feel to see you. And yet your eyes are filled with tears. I'm thinking of our next parting. It will be a long one. You should stay at home, Father. With your children. If only I could. That is what's making me so sad. Then forget about the war. Forget about Menelaus's troubles. Let the whole thing come to an end. It is putting an end to me. And to others as well. You have been here in all this such a long time. And yet I still cannot leave. Will your voyage be very far? 
Your voyage, I think. But we will meet again. I wish you could take me with you. When you are gone, you will forget all about me. Will my mother come too, or just me alone? Alone. Without your mother or your father. Do you mean in my new home with my husband? Hush! It is not proper for maidens to speak of such matters. When you have returned home from Troy, you will have to come straight to me. Before I leave, I have a sacrifice I must perform. Of course. The gods need their sacrifices. You will attend. You will stand right next to the purifying water. Will we dance around the altar? How happy you are in your innocence. But give me a kiss and your hand and go inside. I know young girls are shy about having the world observe them. Soon you will embark on a trip that will take you far away from me. Oh, to touch your cheek, your hair, to hold you close. How unfair it is that you have to suffer for Helen and for Troy. But enough. I must stop my tears. Go inside. Daughter of Leda, forgive me for my weakness. I know I have shed too many tears over this marriage to Achilles. It is a time of joy, of course. But a father's heart breaks when he sends his daughter to live in a stranger's home. I feel the same way. I don't blame you for your feeling grief. I too will shed some tears when I... Lead my daughter to her marriage and hear the marriage hymns? This is a common grief and it disappears in time. So tell me about the man who is going to wed our daughter. I want to know more about his family. They say Zeus himself was his great-grandsire. Asopos, the river god, is in his lineage. And his mother, Thetis, is a nymph, the daughter of Nereus, god of the sea. Did Peleus marry Thetis with the gods' blessing or against their wishes? It was Zeus who gave the bride away. Where was the wedding? In the sea? At the foot of Mount Pelion, where Chiron lives. Where the centaurs live, they say. And the gods made them a feast. Was Achilles raised by Thetis or his father? By Chiron, far from wicked men. A wise tutor and even wiser father to entrust his son. This is the man who will marry our daughter. There seems little to find fault with. And, and where in Achaea does he call home? He comes from Phthia, overlooking the river Apidanus. Is this where he will take our daughter? If he wishes, that will be his decision as her husband. May they find joy in their marriage. When will it be? The next full moon will be the most auspicious time. And what about the sacrifice? Will it be made? It will. It is my next task. With the feast afterwards? After the required sacrifice, yes. And the women's feast, where will it be? Here, by the ships. I suppose we have no choice. Yet, perhaps it will bring luck. Remember this. You must obey me now. I always do. I will take charge of everything. When the bridegroom's here... Of everything? <laughs> will you play the mother's part? 
My soldiers and I will take care of this marriage. And where will I be? In Argos, caring for our daughters. What of my eldest daughter? Who will raise the bridal torch if not me? I will provide all the light needed. No, these customs are important. That should not be. There are only soldiers here. It is not right for you to be alone among them all. It is not right for me to be absent during my child's Your wedding. Your other daughters need you at home. No. By the goddess queen of Argos, go and take care of what business you need to outside of the home. But it is mine to rule everything inside it. I will go now and help the bride prepare. Alas, it is of no use. I am thwarted in every way. I cannot even get my wife to leave. I try to use trickery to protect those I love most, but my schemes all fail. Now I must face Calchas and discuss with him the sacrifice he says the goddess demands. It is my duty, my country. A wise man should have a wife he could use for good purpose, or no wife at all. Troy. Soon, Soon these ships, ships will sail, carrying an army, traveling, traveling through the silver waters of Simois, until, until they arrive at the rocky shore below Troy. Troy. In that city, that city I have heard, I have heard. Lives Cassandra, the princess who shakes with Apollo's prophecies, her hair swirling round her in the sunlight as she speaks. The Trojans will stand upon their walls and watch as the broad prows of the Achaean ships ride the waves nearing Simois' movements. They will watch the ships seek for Helen. Sister to Castor and Pollux, the twin children of Zeus, the twin stars in the heavens. May we, may we never, never feel, feel the fear, fear that the women will feel in Golden Lydia and in Phrygia near Troy. 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 May we never may stand by our looms and ask, Who shall grab hold of my hair and drag me weeping from my home? This misery is the fault of the swan's daughter. That swan that was in disguise. In disguise. If that story of her birth can be believed, if that story yep. is that not that story is not merely the invention, invention of frivolous poets. This podcast was produced by Untitled Theater Company Number Sixty One, a theater of ideas. It stars Michael Bardellini as Agamemnon, Ivana Cullinan as Clytemnestra, Laura Hardle as Iphigenia. David Mandelbaum as the servant, Paul Murillo as Achilles, Eric Emil Olson as Menelaus, Jenny Lee Mitchell as the chorus leader, Sandy York as a member of the chorus, Emily Claire Zempel as a member of the chorus, and Maxwell Zener as the messenger. The podcast was sound designed and edited by Ian W. Hill. The adaptation was originally presented as a live stage version at La Mama Etc. in New York in the winter of 2013. Funding for this podcast was made possible in part by grants from the Lower Manhattan Community Council and the Morris and Alma Shapiro Fund. 
Further information about the play, including essays and photos of the original production, can be found at iphigeniaenolis.com. You can also buy a copy of the book, published by Image Comics. If you enjoyed this audio drama, please listen to our other audio dramas, The Resistible Rise of J.R. Brinkley and The Iron Heel. My name is Edward Einhorn, and I'm the writer and director. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.